The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as a potential for discussions about other topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the person stating them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. And tonight we're doing our first long-promised and highly anticipated Scotch episode. So if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know that we are Scotch novices. Haters! Right? <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, maybe you. Me. Yeah. Our first foray was the Game of Thrones House Stark Whiskey from Dalwini. Uh, we advanced our knowledge in the recent four-part Whiskey Madness 2020 Final Poor Bracket Tournament, in which we included Scotch as a whole region, entering four different expressions. But finally, finally, we're doing a standalone numbered episode about some Scotches, a blend and a single malt, that we feel might might be good introductions to the category for people like us who are primarily bourbon and rye drinkers. And, as he is wont to do, Ed's here to tell you, out of the thousands out there, which scotches we chose. Right, Scott. Thanks so much. I mean, scotch is a new world for me. And I know that to be a (laughs) grown-up, I need to have a proper, not just an appreciation of scotch, because I know it's the granddaddy of whiskeys, but actually a competency in it and a palate for it. Mm. You know, Scott seems like a kid who just found masturbation and now... (laughs) He always wants to go to bed early every night. I'm like, we had a couple good experiences during the Whiskey Madness. Um, is 15 um, times in a day too much? <laughs> um, what, what is the Akintushin? What is it? Akintashin. Was actually not too terrible. I was a grown-up and I voted for Lagavulin right? because it's a little too smoky for me. But I, put I, on the water? I was able to understand nice, the complexity right? yeah. and, and the flavor of it. But I mean, he, I feel like he's like, okay, now we're a Scotch podcast. That's not going to happen while I'm here. because <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I feel like he can't wait to run the Scotch. And I'm not ready to run there yet. I uh, don't like smoky peaty Scotches. I've been over that. Arbe and me are not friends, but I respect the complexity that an Arbeg is. I hate it. <laughs> hate it. But yet, I get why people would like it. It's like ghost pepper sauce. I'm, I'm not a ghost pepper sauce guy, but I can see why you would like it if that's your thing. Mm. And if Arbeg's your thing, that's fine. I am starting to enjoy scotches of the single malt variety. There's something to it. It's like a step up from Irish whiskey. I'm looking for a step up, not jumping right you know, up to my neck in the world of what is it, Isla Scotch? Yeah, right. Isla, right? Um, you don't want to jump up to no. your neck in a smoky peat bog, yeah, right? With I don't, right? I don't need smoky peat shoved up my anus. All right. Oh, so I don't. 
Scott, I don't. I, I, I don't think anybody does. No, actually. that's right. We're good. We agree on that. <laughs> yeah. So we've been planning a Scotch episode for a while. We it's a shame we had some great people that were going to come on. Yeah. Uh, my friend Joe, who's a who has a pretty good palate for Scotch. His wife Lisa is a fantastic bourbon connoisseur. Who we're supposed to do an episode with us, and due to her job as a pretty important person in medicine in the Philadelphia area, she's needed and can't break away. And uh, the three of us are going to let Joe kind of bring us some scotches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had mentioned to me Glenmorangie. He has a particular one. I, I forget which one. Signet. Yeah, the Signet. He yeah. loves the Signet. It's a little bit pricey for us to just do together. I mean, if you wanted to bring the Signet, we are going to have him on eventually. So we compare it to what we're doing today, which is the original. Right. Glenmorangie original is about $43 a bottle. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to warm up first with a little bit of the monkey shoulder, which right. is just creating a, a huge buzz in what I consider the novice scotch category. Yeah, I saw it everywhere online yeah, yeah. before I'd even like knew what it was. I, I didn't even know it was a scotch. Everyone's like, oh, monkey shoulder, monkey shoulder, monkey shoulder. Right. And then I saw it was a scotch. And then I'm like, meh, because we weren't really into scotches. Right. If you look at the bottle, it says a blended malt scotch whiskey. And what that means is, well, a blended scotch whiskey is defined as a blend of malt whiskey and cheaper to produce grain whiskey. All right. And this is what your lower level Johnny Walkers are. All right. Right. Principle, there's no reason why a blended malt would not be every bit as good as a single malt, since it's only the number of distillers that differ. Right. But just as blended scotches have long occupied the entry level price point, see Johnny Walker Red Label, most blended malts are similarly inexpensive and without age statements. And Monkey Shoulder is no different. It's a blended malt from three classic Speyside distilleries, and it's put together by William Grant and Sons. And the three distilleries that they get their blends from. Glenfiddich, mm-hmm. Balvini, Balvini, yep, and Kinnevy, which is not really as well known as the other two. I mean, Balvini right. and Glenfiddich, you have heard of, definitely. Kinnevy is usually most of its malt production goes into blended scotches. So, ah. uh, but the other two, like I said, you should be familiar with as single malt drinkers, and they'll give you an idea as to what the flavor profile is going to be here in the in the monkey shoulder. And what is that flavor profile mm-hmm. on the nose? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to get a fairly light scent with a dominant note of caramelized baked apples. Okay, green bananas, a little citrus, golden raisins, uh, vanilla, nutmeg, a slight brown sugar note, all combining to give it a like baked apple pie, if you will. I do smell the green bananas like smell it it has that quality to it when we taste it you're supposed to look for some notes of honey and caramel um not as fruity as on the nose Mm -hmm. but it will have a little bit of uh, maybe a light pear Ooh, a little bit of spice okay it's it's malty let's see what it tastes like yeah like most scotches it's a little light a little lighter than you're probably used to for a bourbon it's 86 proof like lighter in color i mean right but i'm saying it's also 86 proof sure it's a little bit darker than your average irish whiskey i would imagine Oh, yeah. I, I, I can totally taste what they're yeah. they're saying about the baked apples. Mm-hmm. That's marvelous, yeah. actually. Mine's been uh, sitting on an ice cube, so it's kind of opened up a lot with water, and it's very, very delicious. Wow, that's really I good. I really do like the monkey shoulder, and I, I really feel like the fact that I'm enjoying this, enjoy the Chivas during the tournament, and I want to order a Stranahan's for my locker at the yeah. lounge, which is a single malt from Colorado. Our locker. I feel like my palate is growing. I'm ignoring <laughs> your, your snarkiness for no reason. <laughs> well, why did you say my? I mean, it's well, our I, locker. I know, because I'm talking about me. Damn it. Justified belligerence. Because I'm talking to the rest of the world, Scott, not you. But it's still our locker. I still pay for it. Let's not do this in front of the kids. (laughs) 
So our locker, uh, I would. I, I, Thank I'm you. Thinking of ordering Stranahan's, and Stranahan's goes for about the. You're thinking of ordering. I'm just kidding. Now. <laughs> and the monkey shoulder is 32, so I'm like, hmm, do I really want a Stranahan's? If I can get a monkey shoulder for twenty dollars less, I don't know. Wait, the Stranahan's is what fifty? Like forty nine ninety nine or something, and this is thirty two ninety nine. The Stranahan's is a little different though, isn't it? It's it's a little better than yeah, that's a single mall as well. It's also an American single mall, right? Maybe right. Colorado, right? right? It's very unique. If you guys have never tried Stranahan's, give it a try. It's right, right. This episode is about bourbon drinkers trying to get into scotch, and right? Any way you can, yeah. So if you like smoky ones, try McCarthy's, which is the smoky whiskey that's out in um, Oregon or Lagavulin which is actually a real smoky scotch or the Hill Rock single malt or the Woodford Reserve malted whiskey and they also have their chocolate malt mm, the chocolate malt the Woodford really Reserve good. chocolate malt yeah, so that was really good that one's mm, that's over $100 a bottle though so bring all your money but it's nice yeah but honestly uh, monkey shoulder at what What did you say 30? $32.99 $32.99 total wine down the road right so if you can find this and you're a bourbon drinker who wants to get into scotch you're not going to go wrong with monkey shoulder no monkey shoulder is delicious it still has that barley spiciness at the finish right it could have benefited from a little bit more aging i think because you can taste the usefulness sure but yeah i'd seen good things about it and i'm not disappointed and i've seen some of the our big crowd like smack back against it which made me actually like it more not less right right for where it scores as a whiskey to its price point it's almost like the bullet rye of scotch <laughs> if you will well we talked before i think a little bit about the shade that blends get because a lot of people's experience with blends is like your Johnny Walkers, right? Right, the red label, which is basically the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, so people think of blends and that's what they're thinking of. But especially in the bourbon world now, we have done several podcasts about bourbons and rice that have right. been blends and they've been wonderful high west jefferson blood oath absolutely i mean you can go right down the list the uh, little book chapter three right the blend of three or four of our favorite whiskeys right so scott i noticed on the bottle of a uh, monkey shoulder it says batch 27 do you know why that is i, I do because i was curious as well do they change it uh no it's always says batch 27 and mm. it's in um it's sort of an homage to their first vatting of all of the barrels that they used from the three distilleries okay. and they used 27 different barrels so that's why it's called batch 27 oh so the first batch of monkey shoulder had 27 barrels wow okay. yeah good job all mixed in together in case you're wondering the unusual name comes from a historical occupational strain injury that's typical in floor malters from the time period when scotch became popular in the early years of whiskey production the traditional method of malting barley would be to spread it across a large floor and it would require constant turning of the barley so that it didn't over germinate into a solid mat like right so and this is traditionally done by hand and monkey shoulder was like a crude name for the condition that some malt workers developed after long shifts where one of their arms would hang down similar to some monkeys right so they were overworking their one arm right by turning the malt so they kind of hunched over and had monkey shoulder right <laughs> that's terrible it might not be permitted today <laughs> a nickname but uh did you finish i didn't finish mine i'm gonna finish mine wonderful. Right now and you know what even though this is a blended malt i'm getting a very strong like single malt flavor to it, it. it well it's like you said um it, a single malt only called a single malt because it comes from a single distillery that Correct. doesn't mean that they're not blending their own barrels together right they do that in the bourbon world they do that in the rye world unless it's a single barrel it is a blend of other barrels this just happens to be different barrels from different distilleries that's right which like i said many times on here especially when it comes to red wine i like zinfandels and emeritages which are mm -hmm. tend to be blends so so in a lot of cases blends are um, um much maligned 
I think that's fair. All right, let's switch to the next uh, scotch we have today. Scott, tell us about this one. I read on whiskeyadvocate.com, single malt scotches for beginners, seven bottles every new drinker should try. And Glen Morangy was the cheapest one on it. <laughs> so that's why we chose it. Uh, I had no experience with it. However, my choice was endorsed by what Ed said earlier about his friend Joe, who's a good big scotch drinker, and he likes the Glen Morangy uh, Signet, which is a uptick of the regular tenure that we have here. Yeah. Glen Morangy is a distiller that's been in business since 1843 when William Matheson founded it in the Scottish Highlands. So it's a Highland mm-hmm. a whiskey. Um, if you if you know anything about scotch, you know that there's uh, four major regions and a few more that some people would describe as major regions. And uh, we have Speyside and Highland represented here. It, it's inspired by the distillery's peaceful surroundings on the banks of Dornoch Firth. He brought forth a pioneering single malt whiskey, wonderfully complex and exceptionally smooth. Ever since, we have pursued our craft with uncompromising dedication, endlessly creative in our quest for perfection. To this day, we honor the distillery's provenance in our award-winning single malt. Its pure, smooth spirit is distilled in Scotland's tallest stills, matured in the finest casks. Glen Morangy will surely delight malt whiskey lovers for generations to come. Glen Morangy, tenure, single malt. This is one whiskey that we have not tried. We had the Monkey Shoulder before, but we have not had we this We have yet. never had this. And before. I'm so excited to try this. All right, so the tasting notes. Did you pour yourself some? I did. I have oh, not tasted awesome. it. It's neat. I have nothing in it. Right, I'm going to pour myself some. Let's pour some into my mustache. So now. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that, that yeah. you're saving it for later. Yeah, I'm savoring it. <laughs> Okay, so on the nose, very fruity and thick. Rich notes of lemon, nectarine, and apple. Nectarine. Just call it a peach and let's move on with our lives. <laughs> nectarine, apple, and spices. I mean, there's some alcohol in the nose, but God, there is apple too. It's almost like green spot level of apple. Oh, yeah. Almost. Not quite as distinct green apple smell as green spot, but yeah, you're getting that. Yes. Uh, on the palate, fresh and balanced vanilla, boiled sweets, creamy, tiramisu, and toffee. All right, let's taste it. Mm. Mm. oh that's nice it's exactly like they said it's like a it's almost like a burnt sugar it's delicious and i find it actually a little less spicy than the monkey shoulder i mean lucky shoulder to me is a little bit i mean i'll drink both of them because this is not as easy to drink as the monkey shoulder i feel like i could drink the monkey shoulder all day long i mean the monkey shoulder is 86 and i feel like this hits like a 90 but i don't know scotches to be rolling there it's also 86 yeah so this is definitely a little more alcohol forward but it is in year i like it okay so here's the finish quite long gentle malty and very fruity that's exactly what the finish is it's spot on you really do taste the malts and fruits in that finish it's a delicious whiskey i mean would i want to drink this and never drink him no i think monkey shoulder and this both have a place for me i think i like them both this is a little more intense it's ten dollars more than the monkey shoulder at least maybe 12 15 at the most but right the monkey shoulder was about 33 30 ish and right and this was 40 ish Oh, and the Glen Morangy comes in a nice box. Glen Morangy is a beautiful bottle. One, one thing about uh, scotches, they always come in these nice the boxes. Scotches love their box, and some people go like cylinder. Yeah. Canister. Right. It's so cool. Like, we're such scotch noobs. I belong to a lot of whiskey groups, and there's a lot of scotch talk, and I always kind of sit there and lurk and try to learn. Right. And I know right now, if they're listening to this, I know they're like, you guys are so dumb. <laughs> and I can't argue with you. 
No, I we're mean we're trying though. We're trying to be better people. We said, I think, way back. I don't even know what episode was that we wanted to get into scotches. Maybe it was the second or first, mm-hmm. and that we eventually would. And you know, people who are like us, who are not in the scotches, their first introduction into whiskey was bourbons, maybe rye. Correct. They're coming along on a journey with us. This is a journey for us into scotch. And I think if I was a scotch lover listening to this podcast, I'd be wanting to give us tips, like what to do next which scotches we should try i want to encourage people to do that for us because we are not scotch drinkers we're right there with you we don't know a whole lot we did a modicum of research on both of these scotches tonight modicum equals 20 minutes (laughs) right Right. this is the current apocalypse we're under lockdown right right. so we had to slap this episode together so please bear with us and the reality is i mean if i don't do something creative i'm going to go absolutely batshit insane in this fucking nightmare and i need to say god bless the health care workers and the people who are out there in the trenches, the people who are in the grocery stores that are stocking shelves for people to come and get supplies. So it's a really crazy time. And people said, oh, should you even do the podcast? And I said, absolutely. Because you, know, you need some stability. You need something to listen to, to take your mind off it. If we help 50 people take their mind off what's going on for an hour, I'm happy to do it. Because we have to think about something. It's overwhelming. The data we're getting, the information we're getting, um, it's, some, it's unprecedented. I think you have to go back to 1918 to the great Spanish influenza to have something similar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, we have been, at least my work and also your work, Ed, I believe, yes. working from home remotely. Um, we probably continue to do that. It started off as a test day. Mm-hmm. It was on a Friday. Uh, and I expect them, of course, to extend it because now that both states, uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania, are under well, shelter in place and our building is closed. <laughs> I'm already out. I'm scheduled to come back a month from today. Right. We'll see if that gets extended. But that's where I am right now. Yeah. Um, you were saying earlier before we even started that you would go crazy because you sort of thrive on social contact and uh, you teach children all day. So this is especially bad for people like you who yeah. thrive on that. Yeah, I thrive off being busy. I have a job that I usually go to work around 7.30. Uh, okay, 7.45, you fuckers. <laughs> 7.55. So they, uh, especially during the winter, I'm there till 8.30, maybe even 9 o'clock at night. I'm used to being busy and occupied. And when I have time to sit, I go a little stir crazy and I get inside my head and it's just not a good place for me to be. Speaking of, here's something funny I saw online, though. Cognac, you have to be in the cognac region of France to be a cognac or else you're just a brandy, right? Right. And bourbon, right? Right. Has to meet some, so this is, and champagne. Actually, it's only a quarantine if it's from the quarantine region of France. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a sparkling isolation. I saw that too. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So the um, extroverts like you, we haven't talked before about I'm sort of an introvert and Ed's an extrovert. Um, I feel like I was built for this. I can spend a week or two without any social contact. I'm fine with just sitting in front of my television, watching YouTube, playing video games, uh, getting online. Working from home is probably my preferred state. I didn't do it prior to this because I did miss the camaraderie that people at work, but there's nobody at work, then there's really no reason to even worry about going to work. Uh, I saw a meme somewhere having on lockdown and people going sort of stir crazy and nuts about it. And then introverts are saying, I've been preparing for this my whole life. (laughs) I saw another one that said, introverts, put your book down, put down the controller and reach out to your extrovert friends. They're suffering right now. (laughs) And I think that's so true. But I think that what we're trying to do is share with you is how we understand if you are where we are, which is new to the scotch game, Monkey Shoulder and Glenmorangie original is also a great place to start pouring a little bit of water on it is wonderful i would do it right now yeah mm. oh my god that's much better oh, that's so nice it's great uh, i'm getting some citrus now 
Oh, it's Ed Lemon. Well, there you go. Yeah, it, it's got a great flavor, doesn't it? It does. I'm, I'm, I'm tasting them both side by side. So you want to do a taste side by side comparison? Uh, sure, in a second. What are you looking up? Famous Scots. Top 10 Scots. Number one, Sean Connery. Perhaps the world's best known Scot. Still alive, by the way. Born in 1930. 1930? Yeah. Holy shit. Wait, he's 90? Yeah. Oh, fuck. He's fucking James Bond, bro. So. Number two, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he was uh, the younger Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah, yeah. In the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, they're supposed to do a whole uh, series on Disney Plus with him in it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Me? Am I on the list? Number three, me. Fuck yeah. Scott? Yeah, right there. You're, you're Number you're, three? You're number seven. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Number seven. Actual number three, Adam Smith. Who? Known as the father of modern economics. Who the fuck is Adam Smith? Fuck him. No, no. He, oh, he, oh, no, sorry. He wrote the pamphlets in the, in the New World, remember? Oh, he's that one, Adam Smith. He was the one that was in the colonies. That I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Alexander Fleming. Who? He discovered penicillin in 1928. Every town should have a school named after his ass, but no. Oh. Number five, Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, sure. She was the queen of the Scots. She's queen of me. Tied for number six, Robert the Bruce and William Wallace. Braveheart fan. Right. Problem with Scotland is, it's full of Scots. It's full of me. <laughs> so, to end the stupid. Wait, well, that, that was it? That was all ten of them? The rest of the people I wasn't recognizing, so I figured... <laughs> Oh my god, we we can't even do a top ten list properly. <laughs> well, they can't list it properly. They yeah. had it by category. Oh uh, well, that's they dumb. Had actors, and then they had scientists, and then they have oh, public officials, and they had athletes. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm already lost, and I'm the one doing it. You know, I feel like I should do um, the 23andMe yeah. the genetic thing because I supposedly have Scottish ancestry. I, I believe um, the Campbell clan, if my mother is to be believed. My name is Scott, right? Yeah, was, I mean, and he was wearing a kilt and nothing else when I came over today. <laughs> it's not. It's so not true. Mm. I don't even own a kilt. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> I do have several dresses, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it must be. Right. It wasn't a kilt. It was oh, just a plaid dress. <laughs> well, there's, I'm just about to take the rest of the glimmerandy to the head. Mm. I just want to determine side by side, maybe which one we prefer. Right. Wow, it's close. Um after that i think i actually might like the monkey shoulder better you know me too and the reason why is it has that spiciness it that does kick but at i have to end. tell you i'm gonna be honest with you i could drink the glimmerangi no problem and if someone bought me one of the bar i'd be happy yeah but tasting the monkey shoulder right now i'm like mm, i think i like that like a centimeter better than the other yeah, one. yeah i feel like if they were matched up again on the whiskey madness mm. we might pick the monkey shoulder yeah we might pick the monkey shoulder and upset i'm sure that if scotch drinkers came in here they would probably land on the glimmerangi and live there because Right, right. Their palate's more sophisticated than me. I mean, it is good. They're both wonderful expressions. I'm amazed at how far I've come in the last year. Mm, right. I'm surprised that I like both of them because I do. If Scott said, I want to get one of these for the locker, I'd be like, all right, I'll drink some with you. Because had this been a year ago, I'd be like, fuck no, I'm not getting a monkey shoulder in my fucking locker. There's 50 fucking bourbons I could have in there before I get one of your fucking little scotch, like, I want to be a better person project. <laughs> Random Belligerence Ed Edition
difference. Right. So let's talk about the difference between bourbons and scotches, at least the non-smoky, non-peaty variety. Mm. I think this is something that we probably should address on an episode that we're billing as for bourbon. No, no, I think it's true. Let's get something in our glass over here. Some some bourbon? Yeah, Yeah, get some bourbon. All right, well, well, we only have 25 bottles. Which one do you want? The Heaven McKenna, which is the uh, whiskey of the world in 2019. Good choice. Overtime. So we're going to put a little bit in the... Uh, the Glen Cairn? Yeah, in the Glen Cairn from the, the Heaven McKenna. Just get it in my mouth. That's, good. That's all I need. And I got the uh, Glenmorangie in my tumbler. All right, so let's, let's just compare the color, first of all. Oh, it's incredibly darker. The um, Heaven McKenna is like 50 shades darker <laughs> 50 shades of brown <laughs> 50 shades of brown darker than the fucking uh glimmerage no it's it's a lot darker it's about to be s&m around that's here that's right right <laughs> i exactly. didn't wa- i didn't watch the movies but i know that what it's about right you could find me at hashtag gimp costume hashtag let gabe Jesus. out hashtag <laughs> but let gabe out <laughs> cut no, that out cut everything out all right so the color uh, like most scotches um, surprisingly to me, because they're aged it's so amazing. long, ten years tend to be so light. Yeah, I don't understand. It's crazy, but I think this comes down to them multiple using the cast and and the Glen Morangi, who only uses it once or twice. It is darker, darker than the Monkey Shoulder. Absolutely, Absol- yes. All so, right, so let's take a sip of the Henry McKenna. Yeah, on the nose, it's so completely different mm-hmm. because what you're getting from a bourbon is sweetness that corn is just so dominant i don't understand how the mckenna lost in the whiskey madness it's a bullet to anybody it's wonderful it is wonderful and now i'm going right to glimmerage oh. yeah see now the thing about scotch is they didn't have corn right at least no. historically they didn't know what corn was that's a new world crop and the corn that ends up getting taken over to the europeans yeah. was of a quality that became animal feed Right. I had a neighbor who was German down the shore, and he said that his grandfather came over from Germany, and they were all excited to give him Jersey corn because, you know, the the sweet Jersey corn is famous. It's delicious. (sighs) Jersey corn in August is fucking prime. So, like, you really don't even eat butter. You just throw it in your fucking mouth. No. So he sat there, and they brought this whole big platter out of fucking corn, and they were all excited. They put it in front of him, like, hey, have some corn. He's like, he just shakes his head, no, no, no. Then I have some corn mm, because in Germany, corn is really used to feed animals. It's not for human consumption. Right. So basically, it'd be like offering somebody like fucking cat food in your fish taco. He was like so fucking horrified. He was like, what the fuck are you giving me? Right. So they didn't have that. So all they had was barley. They didn't yeah. have like rice right, or right. cereal grains or anything like that. So that's what they had to craft their stuff with and that's the taste profile that they enjoyed and it's not a bad taste profile but it's completely different than the corn sweet loveliness that we have in america that said you can get sweet flavors out of barley mm-hmm. i mean the glimmerangi is delicious it really is these are all delicious but it's not as complex as the heavy mckenna and if you're well okay so we we loaded the guns here we gave henry mckenna maybe we should have done the base mckenna not the 10-year bottled well, and bond is, but we're going henry against no but wait we're going against the 10-year scotch so i'm okay with doing that all right and the 43 dollar price tag for the glimmerangi is pretty much exactly where the price point is for the henry mckenna when it comes out of heaven hill right so i mean after i taste the henry mckenna do i like it better than glimmerangi yes i do like it better but 
it's completely different. And if I'm in a certain mood, I'd rather have the Glimmeragi. Yeah, if you're with people who like scotch, this is what we talk about on this podcast a lot. If you are in a certain category, and that's the category that you've always been, whether it's bourbons or rice, or it's even a particular one of those. Mm -hmm. Like if all of you had your entire life is Jack Daniels, let's say, Mm -hmm. that's what you like. No shade on that. Uh, You like it. You like it. We're all about drink what you like. Sure. However, we encourage people to expand the horizons a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. If you like Jack Daniels, maybe you'll like... Wood for Reserve. Yeah. Maybe you'll like... Basil Hayden. Yeah. Maybe you'll like... Anal beads. Everyone's got their own (laughs) No, wait. Wait. Hold on. What? What? Wait. Anal beads? Uh, Knob Creek. (laughs) 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 so if you're a bourbon drinker you've tried a lot of bourbons you're ready to make a leap into a different category this is what this episode is about yeah buy yourself a monkey shoulder that's my first scotch i would tell you to buy if you're a little bit intimidated by the glen and the glen morangy it's like oh that's too much scotch for me do the monkey shoulder there's no glen on it do it and it's monkeys. We will put it in the uh, Whiskey Madness next year, because I'd love to see where this would do. Oh, that'd be great. So listen, yeah. I'm glad that you were here for our first Scotch episode. Yes. I'm sorry Joe and Lisa couldn't be here. Yeah. Scott and I forged ahead to get the content in. And <laughs> we to, did the and, best we could. And if you're a bourbon drinker who wants to try Scotch, Monkey Shoulder is not a bad way to go. And if you want something a little bit more complex, Glamouragi, the original tenure, we tried that as well. Either one is delicious, and I think it's a great experience. We wish you happy drinking and stay safe during these uh, crazy times. And just remember to be patient with each other. And stay home while you listen to our podcast and drink whiskey. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent. And follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy. And follow Scott at giant cup of awesome, spelled A-W-S-U-M, just to be annoying. Hey. You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.